Welcome to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there is anything in this message that you would like to talk about further, please go to our website, www.cofcpenrith.org. That's www.cofcpenrith.org. And this morning, I want to I wanna talk about something very simple, you know, not, nothing complicated, simply about the kingdom of God. You know, you know we're, living, we're living in this world, the Bible says, but we're in this world, but we're not from this world. But yet we are constantly dealing with this world on an everyday basis. You know, every day we encounter this world and the things of this world, and we have to deal with issues at work, we have to deal with issues when you go down the shop, you have to deal with issues when someone cuts you off on the road, you know, like, <laughs> and then you've got to constantly make a decision, am I in this world or am I from this world? You know, and what kind of mindset do I want to have in this world? And I've traveled all over the world, and the more I travel, the more I see there's a, there's a small, there's not much difference between God's people and the people out there. You know, of course, we are different, you know, like, and I know that you are different, you know, but the more and more I travel, the more and more I speak to people, the more I see there's a, there's a hunger within people to know something different. But if we are like the world, then we've got nothing to give. You know, I was just earlier this year, I was in Los Angeles, and, um, and I'm sitting, sitting, in, sitting in, in, the, in the hot tub, in this penthouse, you know, like God spoiled me a little bit, and I'm sitting in this, on this roof, and there's lots of actors and, and famous people, and, and everybody who see me comes up to me because I'm the new guy there. They all want to know, like, who are you? And what do you do? And why are you here? And what can you give me? You know, like, even in the, in the airport, you know, I'm sitting talking to Tim, and next thing I got off the phone, and this lady, she looks at me, she says, who are you? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, no, no, tell me, tell me your story. And of course, it gives opportunity for us to share the gospel. But I realize that there are people out there that are so hungry for something different. They are so hungry for people who are different. They are hungry for people to share the gospel with them. They're hungry for people just to open up and, and help them, you know, like, and we see these people around us every day. And therefore, we have to have a kingdom mindset. We have to know who we are and how different we are, and what makes us different from the rest of the world. And I'm constantly challenged with this when I go to, even just to the shop, you know, I'm constantly challenged by the questions like, what makes me different from the person that's standing before me? Or what makes me different from the person behind me? Am I really that different? What are my desires? You know, do I desire the same that they desire? Or if I have something different that I desire? What are the things that, that I can really say, man, I'm really different from this person? Or do I even want to be different, you know? And these are some of the struggles that, that I constantly looking at. And yet one of the greatest messages that Jesus preached is a sermon on the mount. You know, where he teaches us how to be different. Where he teaches us how to live in this world and yet not be from this world. He teaches us how to have a mindset that is from the kingdom and not from this world. And I know we don't like so much the Old Testament, we don't like the law. But I found that Jesus came and he didn't make the law go away. He actually made it a little bit harder for us. <laughs> You know, he actually raised the bar of the way we should live. You know, where the Israelites were trying to live in a way, in their own way, Jesus came and he raised the bar. You know, before it said that in the, in the old law, it says like, if you commit adultery, you know, it's, it's the wrong thing. Jesus comes and says, you can't even look at a woman now and think that they've already committed sin. I'm going like, I was okay with the first one. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm not okay with the second one. You know, like, so, so even he starts saying stuff like, even with your thought life. And then in verse 48, 
He sums it up and he comes up in where we, and he says like, be holy for your father in heaven is holy. In verse 48, um, Matthew chapter 5. Or be perfect for your father in heaven is perfect. And I'm going like, I was okay with not being perfect. You know, I was okay with the Lord. For me, now the law works a little bit better for me because why? That stuff doesn't require me to be perfect. And yet Jesus comes and he requires such a, 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 a difficult thing of us. And he wants us now to be perfect. And this is in verse 48. And when, as I look at it, I started asking God, like, how do I really, how do I really live in this life? Should I just give up? You know, like, how do I really be with God? But then it comes from intimacy with God. It really just comes from a deep relationship with Jesus. But it's something more than that. You see, what makes us perfect or what can make us perfect is the grace of God. Because we cannot do this on our own. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. In other words, blessed are we who are so hungry and so in need of God, for we will inherit the kingdom of God. For we will inherit the heaven. You know, for we will have Christ's heaven then being displayed in us and through us when we simply become just so poor in spirit. And what does it mean to be poor in spirit? So you see, to be poor in, to be perfect, you gotta be poor in spirit. You know, you gotta be meek, you know. To be able to accomplish what Jesus wants us to accomplish, we have to have that. And so to be poor in spirit simply means I am so desperate for God, I can't do anything without God. I just need him in every single day life. I need Jesus today. I need him tomorrow. I need him in every area of my life. And that is what attracts the kingdom of God within our life. When we constantly live with an awareness that I cannot live without God. I need him when I wake up in the morning. I need him during the day. I need him when I go to bed at night. That he is my everything. That I cannot live without him making decisions about things. But I need his wisdom. I need everything that requires that God requires of me. And so that's when we start looking at like, how do we really, really, really become like Jesus? Because this is what he's asking of us. He says, I want you to be like me, for I am like the Father. But he says, it's only my grace that will enable you to become that. And so without the grace of God, we are absolutely nothing. You know, and I just, I was just telling Daniel earlier, I just experienced such a hunger just in Brazil. And I realized there's a hunger among people. I, we, we had amazing meetings. You know, like on the last night, the Holy Spirit just came down and revival started breaking out within the church. I, I mean, like, that's when you have to step out of the way and, and I just argue with God. I'm trying to preach and you're working. You know, so, you know, stop, stop. Let me just finish my preaching so I can at least say I've preached. You know, and the Holy Spirit is like, no. And people just started coming up to the front, crying out to God, laying their lives down, just bursting out. And God just starts moving. And God just starts healing people. We saw healing after healing after healing after healing. As God just moved. And I asked myself, like, what makes the power of God comes in a place like, why is it so attractive? It's a hunger. It's when we come to that place that, man, I cannot rely on this anymore. I have to rely on God. I have to be hungry after God. That's why Jesus teaches us in Matthew chapter 6. Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And I love that prayer. Because often when I pray, I say, God, your kingdom here in my life, like it is in heaven, in this limited body, 
I want your kingdom to take over. I want whatever is in heaven, I want to experience right here in my life. I want to experience it right here on earth. I don't want to wait till I go to heaven one day to experience heaven. Because Jesus already said, when he prayed that prayer, he made a declaration that his kingdom will come. And his will will be done here on earth. And so God's kingdom has already been declared 2,000 years ago that his kingdom is in our midst. That his kingdom is here for us and we can access that kingdom. And so we've got some catching up to do with God. We've got some catching up to do with our breakthrough. You see, whatever we ask of God today, it already happened 2,000 years ago. That was a prophetic statement that went out into the world when he said, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is God himself declaring out of his own mouth that his kingdom, his will be done. And so when I have to look at my life, I have to declare what he's already, been say, already said. Because he's declared it already. So what is it for me to do? I got to step into the word of God that God already spoke 2,000 years ago. Isn't that good news? Isn't it good news to know that God is waiting for us to step into things that he's already prepared for us? You see, sometimes we say, God prepared a table for me. When he's already prepared a table, he said, you can come and sit at the table. Sometimes we pray for the water of God and we say, Lord, let your river flow. He says, like, no, my river is already flown. All you have to do is drink. But blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. It's blessed are they that realize that, man, I cannot do anything out of myself. I just need Jesus. Jesus. More of Jesus. And just when I think I've had enough of Jesus, I need more of Jesus. And then when I think I've got enough of Jesus now, I realize that I need more and more of Jesus. I love how Job is saying. He said, that, Job said, ah, how my house was blessed when I was in intimate relationship with God. You know, when I was in intimate friendship with God. You see, to be able to see God's kingdom and to be like God, it comes down to that. When we become poor in spirit, we open up ourselves up for relationship with God. You see, God is redeeming the world because he's already done it. He's already died for it. You see, everything that I need from God, every promise that he's spoken we heard earlier about the promises, it's already been done 2,000 years ago. And all we need to do is like lift ourselves up to the place where God wants us to be, to inherit the earth. For blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. <laughs> In other words, when we are meek, when we are gentle, the earth will be inherited by the church. You know, everything that God has put before us is here, right here, right now. So, how do we get? How do we get this kingdom, this kingdom thinking? Because what, what it is to live in the kingdom of God, it's really just king, kingdom thinking. It's thinking like God. You see, and that's already been done for us. When man was created in, in Genesis chapter 1, he made man in his own image and in his own likeness. And he blessed mankind. In other words, we already reflect God's promises here on earth. We reflect the glory of God here on earth. You know, everything about God is a reflection that I have here and what you have. When you walk out this door, wherever you go, you are reflecting God. When people look at you, they see God. They want to know more about God because they see you. You know, it's not about the religion. You see, we do a lot of evangelism in Australia. And we do a lot of things, and um, we just were, a couple of weeks ago before I went to Brazil, I was up in casino. And we were just in the school, 
and the glory of God was reflected. The principal is shaking. He says, like, I've never experienced anything like that. Hearing from 18-year-olds just sharing the, the, the testimony. You know, he says, like, I've never felt like this in my life. You know, like, he said, like, we want you guys to come back and go to every school and casino. You know, we want you to touch all our schools, you know, because of what has happened, what we've seen, and the change we see in our kids for you. This 18-year-old is spending a few days with kids in the school, and kids are being changed. And that's the type of things we are talking about. We need to bring change. We want, and when we start walking in the kingdom of God, living like in the kingdom of God, thinking like in the kingdom of God, let me tell you, evangelism just starts flowing. You don't even have to reach out to people. People start reaching out to you. People start wanting to know, what is your story? What makes you different? And people are looking for the difference. They are looking for it, but, well, but how do we get this? How do we do these things that Jesus is talking about? You see, if we are made in the image of God, then we are also made in the likeness of God. In other words, I just start thinking the way God thinks. I start thinking the way Jesus thinks. I start loving the way Jesus loves. You see, we, um, Dan and I, we've been in missions now for a long time, you know, and sometimes we want to give up, sometimes we want to run away because it's not easy. It's not easy living by faith all your life. It's not easy, you know, like um, doing the things that we are doing. It's not easy dealing with people. It's not easy having to sit in airports and planes and just come, 30, I've just traveled 36 hours to get home. You know, that's not a fun thing to do, you know. But every time I see people, I see Jesus. I see Jesus everywhere. You know, it's the love that burns within us. You know, it's the love that just starts burning within us. It's that Christ love. The more I see broken people, the more I want to help because of the love of Christ. You know, that's why last year in October, I hiked up some mountain in the middle of the night walk for hours to get into a place where there is no electricity, where there's no running water, then you gotta walk 45 minutes to go and get water. You don't wanna know where you go for the toilet. You know, and the mosquitoes look like eagles up there. They look like they're gonna carry you away. And I'm in this middle, in the middle of nowhere and they put this meat in front of me. And then I heard the car was killed a week ago and there's no refrigerator, but the meat was cooked up a week ago and I have to eat this meat. You know, and, um, and I'm sitting there, but in the middle of nowhere with people who don't wear clothes. And all I see is Jesus. This is the reason. This is the reason why I would hike up in the middle of the night, up a mountain, to get to a tribe, a people that most people have forgotten. But Jesus loves them. You see, when we look at these things, when we start thinking about Jesus, we start finding ourselves doing things that we didn't think we would do. We start doing things we thought like, I never thought I would do that. You know, I don't even like being in a dirty place. You know, I don't even like being in a place with mosquitoes. I'm more of a, I, I, when God called me to missions, it was a mistake. I, I, I want to be in a five-star hotel. I could live in a hotel all my life. You know, like that's why I want to live. You know, I just want people to come and serve me. You know, and so to come, so I had two in Brazil, I had two servants looking after me every single day. And I said like, I can live like this. I can live with servants, but it has to be white servants though, because I might, because it's just better, you know, like, it's just better to have white servants, you know, like, so the black people can, have, can be the boss for some, for, for, for turn now, you know, so, but no, but I, 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 I love that life, 
You know, I don't even like going out doing evangelism on the street. I don't even like talking to people. You know, I'm an introvert. You know, I, I don't want to go out. I'm not, I'm not one of those people who wake up in the morning and go like, woohoo, let's go and reach people. No, I like to talk to the crowd, and when I'm done with the crowd, I'm done. You know, like, I'm a crowd evangelist. But when I see people out there, and I see them, and I know they need Jesus, you know, our heart starts breaking. We don't do it out of a place of strength, out of a place of weakness. Blessed are the poor in spirit. You see, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are they who don't have it what it takes. Blessed are they who are not all together, but yet they say, I'm just here, Jesus. I'm just here. Will you just use me? I'm just, I'm just available to you today. You know, I, I don't have what it takes. I don't, I, I don't know all the things that I need to know. I didn't go to evangelism school. I didn't go to healing school. I didn't go to prophetic school. All I know is like when I lay my hands on the summer, they have to be healed. That's it. It's, it's that simple. I didn't go to preaching school. Nobody taught me. All I know is just somebody just needs someone to talk to. Someone just needs someone to love upon them. You know, we're living in a, in a world that is broken and God is calling his church. He's calling his church to be part of it. He's calling his church to bring healing. He's calling his church to bring hope where there's hopelessness. You know, in this world that we are living in, there is so much fear, but then there is so much hope. You know, there is so much love. And you and I are so full of the love of Jesus. And with the world is just waiting there. They say, like, we just come. We just come and just show us this love. Now, how did Jesus do this? How did he live? And we read it in John chapter 5, verse 19. He said, I assure you, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father is doing. Whatever the father does, he does. And so Jesus said to some Moses, like, whatever I do, I can only do what I see the father do. And so I started looking at it, and I started looking at Jesus. When I see Jesus, I see a reflection of the father. And when I see him, I can only do what I see him do. I can only go where he wants to go. And we constantly ask, like, what would he would have done in this situation? You know? And often we ask a question, but the question is not what he would have done. It is what am I going to do in this situation? You know? Because why? I am a reflection of Jesus Christ. For blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of God. Poor in spirit doesn't mean material poverty. Doesn't mean we have to go in live on the street, it simply means, I just need God. I pour everything out. I pour, I give him everything. And I give him everything. And now, I am just so in need of him. You know, that is what it means to be poor in spirit. It's simply us realizing that whatever we do, whatever we want to achieve, we can't without him. We need him in everyday life. We are desperate for God. And I believe as the body of Christ become more desperate and more desperate after Jesus, the more revival we will see break out. Because where does revival break out? In places with this desperate need for God. That's when you see revival. I can't bring revival. I've never taken revival anywhere, but I've seen revival break out in many places. And it's purely because people are so desperate. They are so in need of God that they forget about themselves and they just look at him and he says, it's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, God. And that's when we see revival after revival after revival break out. That's when we see transformation take place. It's not a method. 
You know, like sometimes people go and they want to go to revival school and try methods, and it becomes very simple. It's when I draw to my knees and I say, Lord, I'm just desperate for you. I just need you so much. You know, so God is our everything. And so we, we have to look at Jesus. You know, the first thing to see a desperate church, to see to be holy before God, is to look at Him. And every day we can ask God. You see, if you weren't holy yesterday, you can ask God to make you holy today. If you weren't holy five minutes ago, all you have to do is say, Lord, make me holy. And you could be holy for another five minutes. And maybe you're not holy after that five minutes. Then you say, God, I need you more because I am so imperfect. Will you come and make me holy? And so when Jesus wouldn't tell us something that's impossible, he wouldn't say be perfect for our Father in heaven is perfect, but it's impossible. But he said it is possible, but only with him and through him is he calling us to be a holy people. He's calling us to be a perfect people. He's calling us to inherit the kingdom of God. Because only when we walk with a mindset that I want to be holy or I am holy, that I can have the mindset of the kingdom of God. Because that means then you have a holy mindset. You have a heavenly mindset. And so we start thinking about the things above. We start thinking about the things in heaven in order to see God move in our lives. You know, so we start declaring whatever is in heaven, we simply bring down to earth simply by walking in the prophetic what Jesus spoke 2,000 years ago. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And so what he's already spoken is for me just to step in and say, Lord, today I am ready to walk in what you've spoken 2,000 years ago. And I do it by faith. I don't, I don't have any doubt that you are about to do certain things. And when we walk in God's kingdom, there is no limitation. You see? It's a limitless place. It's a place of freedom. Freedom from everything that we, that we, that we are bounded in. You see, when we have that kingdom thinking, we don't worry about money and stuff like that anymore. Someone was asking me a while ago, to, what do I think about speaking financial freedom? I said, no, I don't speak of financial freedom because I don't think we need to be free from finances. If you if you're a slave to finance, you got a problem. Is it like if you're a slave to money, you're a problem. Is it like we should be free anyway? You know, like those things shouldn't bound us. We should never be bound to our earthly things. We should never be bound to our limitations in this earth. We shouldn't lay awake and worry about things we shouldn't be worrying about when we have the kingdom of God mindset. You see, have a kingdom mindset sets me free from the worries of today. It sets me free from the concerns of today. You know, because I know that in everything I do, I trust in him. I give my burdens unto him, for he cares for me. You know, like he looks after the birds in the sky, and how much more am I worth than all the sparrows in the, in, in the air? You know? And so when this is the type of God that we serve, this is the type of father. So when he says this, when he declared the kingdom come, when God says, be holy, for I am holy. It's not for his benefit. I mean, God doesn't get anything from us. It's because he wants us to live a life of freedom. He wants us to live a good life. He wants us to live in his kingdom, where it's good and perfect. For his kingdom is good and it's perfect. He wants us to step into the things that he's already prepared for us 2,000 years ago. And so, the first way to do that is to look at Jesus. The second way to look at it is to repent. Sometimes we just have to repent. We don't like to use that word repent in church anymore. You know. But sometimes we just got to repent. 
of our own strong will. We got to repent because we try to do things on our own. And sometimes we got to say, Jesus, I repent. I ask you for forgiveness. For I tried this on my own. But you see, freedom starts at repentance. That's where victory starts. It starts at surrendering. When I start and I come and surrender to God, I say, Lord, I just want to repent. You see, we don't repent enough. We've repented enough to get become a Christian maybe, but repentance is a daily thing sometimes. And sometimes I have to repent of the mindset that I have. Sometimes I have to repent of my self-reliance, you know. Sometimes I have to repent because I didn't trust God in situations. And now God is calling us into the thing. It's just like, you need to repent. And so the first way to walk in the kingdom of God, to see God's kingdom come in our life, or to inherit this earth, starts with repentance. And that's where we start. It's when we repent before God and say, Lord, I'm sorry for trying to make it on my own. And someone like me, I have to repent a lot. Because I try to do a lot of things on my own. You know, it's almost like a daily thing. Lord, I'm sorry. I, I, I tried. You know, because I'm going to try and fight for my on my own person, then I'm going to come back to God. And then I have to repent. God is our everything this morning. And I want to I wanna encourage you this morning that blessed are the poor in spirit. For this is the kingdom of God. If you want to see God move in your life, if you want to see breakthrough in your life today, if you are trusting God for something today, become poor in order to become rich in God. Give unto God. Look at Jesus today. And when you look at him, and there's stuff in your heart that you need to repent of, live a life of repentance. Ask God for forgiveness. And step into the kingdom. Because why the only way we can walk in the kingdom of God is when we repent from our old ways. To have the new, you got to let go of the, of the old. You see, we, we constantly talking about new wineskin and new wineskin, but we keep coming with the old. And we need to repent of holding on to the old. We need to repent of trying to make it on our own and say, God, maybe I've tried, but today I'm coming to you. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to live like that anymore. I've tried this and this and this, but today I'm looking at you, Jesus, for you are the author and the finisher of my faith. And sometimes we need to repent from doubt and unbelief when we didn't trust God. Because God sometimes, he, he uses the meek, he uses the little one, he uses the small and people ask me sometimes, pray for my faith. I say, no, I can't pray for your faith. All you need is mustard seed. <laughs> you don't need a big faith. Mustard seed does big things. You just need to believe. A little bit of faith can go a long way. And this morning, we have the kingdom of God. God is requiring that mustard seed. That seed when we trust in him. When we believe in him. When we look at him and we say, Lord, it's all about you, Jesus. Let me pray for you this morning. Father, we want to thank you this morning. And Lord, we thank you for this amazing family that we have in this church, Father. Lord, we thank you for what you are doing in our midst today, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we want to come before you, Lord, and we say, Father, I want to speak prophetically, Lord Jesus. Your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done right now, Father. And Father, in your kingdom there is no limitation, Lord Jesus. And so, Father, I want to declare your kingdom over each and every one here, Lord. We declare the kingdom of God over this community of Penrith, Father. And we say, Father, we believe in a God that is so much bigger, so much greater, Lord. And, Father, we want to look at you, Jesus, today, what you've done up on the cross 2,000 years ago. And I pray that because of what you've done, that your will will take place in our midst. 
that you will come and have your way within our midst, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will come, Lord, and stir up, Father, a hunger that is deeper and deeper after you within this church today, Father. I pray, Father, that you will come, Lord, and take our desperateness today, Father, as we come desperate before you, Lord Jesus, and we place our faith in your hands, Father, and different ones trusting you for different things in this church today, Lord. Today we place it in your hands, Father, and we say, Lord, let it be done according to your will, Father. Let it be done according to your kingdom in Jesus' name, Father. Lord, we're not calling something that's impossible, Father, but we thank you that all things are possible with you today, Lord, and we believe in you today, Jesus, and we say, Jesus, we lift you up, Lord. We lift up the name of the Lord within the place, Lord. The word says, those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved, Lord. So we call upon the name of Jesus, Lord, and we declare Jesus over this community, Lord. We declare Jesus over this church, Father. We declare Jesus over our families, Lord Jesus. And we say, Father, in your name, there is hope, Lord. In your name, there is healing, Lord. In your name, there is freedom, Lord. And we thank you for the name of Jesus this morning, Lord. And we declare the name of Jesus over each and every one, Lord. We thank you, Father, for what you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there was anything in this message that you would like to talk further about, please go to our website on www.cofcpenrith.org. That's www.cofcpenrith.org.